Welcome to Season 4 of Community, a podcast by Source Africa. This season, our canvas is painted by various arts and culture personalities whose stories highlight the link between generosity and the arts. We would love to hear from you. You can catch us every Thursday on Anchor or on the Source website. Hello everyone and welcome to this season four of the Sieve Source podcast where we are celebrating Kuonyesha artists and generally artists and their giving to the community. We celebrate generosity, we celebrate Ubuntu and we celebrate all the different ways that you each have been very instrumental in celebrating and impacting your various communities. And today with me is Rita Kayen and Sonia Aviyinza from the Sinza Project, a wonderful animation that celebrates different um, aspects of life. And I will invite them to tell us about themselves. Rita, please tell us about yourself. My name is Rita Kayen. I am the executive director of the Sinza Project. And uh, I am a nutritionist by qualification 16 when I was in university pursuing my undergraduate bachelor's degree in nutrition. I joined it as a student and I've been volunteering with it, with this organization since then up until now. However, alongside um, the part-time work I do with Sinza, I also work in communities in West Nile, in West Nile and uh, another organization called Panko, where I've worked with the refugee communities and the host communities to improve on their community nutrition status. Wow. Thank you, Rita. Sonia, tell us about yourself. Yes, please. My name is Sonia Abiyinza. I am managing director for the Sinza project that I've volunteered with for the past three and a half years almost since I was at campus. I am a nutritionist by profession. I own a bakery that deals majorly in custom cakes and healthy snacks. Aside from that, Sinza is a part of my daily. (laughs) As you had mentioned earlier, what we do, which I think may be mentioned again later on, we give back to the community making them more knowledgeable about nutrition. When you say you, I I notice you are both nutritionists. What exactly does that mean, being a nutritionist? A nutritionist is someone who is trained to guide individuals or a community on how to have a proper eating lifestyle. So it could be in a clinical setting where you're having specialized treatment based on feeding for a particular medical condition like diabetes, or it could be in food processing where you you produce a food to meet a particular nutrition need of people, and you can even add value to it. Like what Sonia does, she makes, part of her product is she makes gluten-free products for people who have gluten intolerance. So you try and see how to make uh, good nutritious foods for different people and their Mm -hmm. different needs. Then there's a larger, let me say a larger bit of it because it affects a a larger group of people is the community nutrition, which Mm -hmm. deals with uh, effect of malnutrition on a larger population. So it could be 
underlying causes like poor health service delivery or poor water and hygiene or poor care practices that are resulting in a large number of people being malnourished. And this can be an emergency like we see among the refugees that can lead to fast death or fast succumbing to diseases and all mm. among a population. So that's mm. how broad food is generally. So at seems we are passionate about African giving, African generosity, and the different areas in communities that many artists and other people engage in to develop their communities. Please share with us your earliest memory of generosity. On my side, I think I've had quite a number of of experiences but I'll share the earliest with regards to Sinza. When we were working on Sinza in campus it was first a prototype to see how to improve on health and nutrition education through animation uh, but once we got into the, the agreement with the animation co company to actually produce the content we wanted which was an introduction to nutrition, trying to really put all the basics in one video. It came up to quite a large bill, which is over 10 million. And to, to come up with that money was quite hard. But what really touched me was as different students and our colleagues who also bought into the idea of Sinza, we decided to reach out to at least 50 people whom we called 50 foundation partners who would help us create a foundation of, of the products of Sinza to give and to give to the to the idea to the vision that we had so it required us to really go out and try and talk to people and have them have them support us and as an organ as an association then because we learned about things through the nutrition association at that time i was the president of the association my my best channel was really to through our community outreaches where we do nutrition screening. So as an association, we decided to use part of the part of the money that we get from the products would sell to actually become a foundation partner and were able to also contribute to the 50 people who who supported in paying off for the first video of Sinza, which was the introduction to nutrition. It was a very touching experience for me to just really see that we would be able to actually raise that amount of money. And that's where I got to appreciate how generosity brings people together. And it's wow. somehow a bit of a culture, I would say. That's amazing. Yes. So you mentioned Sinza. So maybe for the in the interest of uh, those who are hearing it for the first time, what is Sinza? Sinza is an is a fictional animated character who was created to teach first children of her age group, but also her community about health and nutrition issues. So Simza is a little girl who has good who 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 embodies the different values of the, the organization, which is generosity, creativity, education. She's she's really interested to have all those core values of of being caring and also you you see all of that in her character. But then she also 
tries to expose the communities to the available resources she has and how she can help the people in her community, which is a setup very similar to a number of communities here in Uganda. So wow. she relates that co those communities to how they can use what they have available resources to improve on their health and nutrition. Yeah, so that is what SIMSA is or who SIMSA is. Wow, that is absolutely fascinating, Rita. Sonia, please tell us your earliest memory of generosity. My earliest memory of generosity I would be more inclined to SIMSA since it's what we are talking much about today. I could say that uh, when we're at campus and trying to come up with the different scripts and the different materials that we needed and felt was very important for people to learn about. Different students came together to research, do research, and also to acquire knowledge that was good enough for everyone out there to know about. And this information is what SINSA uses to educate other people. And it was so, so amazing at how much people are willing to come on board and give their very best. You know, one thing I know is that generosity is not just about offering the finances, but your skills, your availability, your time, your your efforts, like giving your very best, giving what you have to benefit someone out there. So having these students on board and they are not expecting anything. They just want to research, acquire knowledge and give it and just give wow. it free. Wow. You don't have to pay for it. Like you go to a hospital and they're giving you lots of information wow. and you still pay for it. But with this information, it's free. And that's majorly one, one, of, one of the goals was for SINSA, of SINSA is that people have access to health and nutrition education at no charge. So it is, it is handling. When you say people were willing to give of their time and of their, beyond their money, are you able to, you know, to, to look back and say about how many people came together in that particular moment? The first, the first set of people were about 10 to 15, 10 to 15 people who had actually volunteered to come up with material or do research on different topics. And it's really what we, we referred on to defining what, what should, should be captured in the nutrition series and thereafter we got done when we got done with the first video on introduction to nutrition these same people also volunteered mm. to mm. to push on with our SINSA clubs which is a program we cut we came up with realizing that just making a video and leaving it with people is not enough to create an environment to propel mm. change so that it, it required further trainings, further sessions. So these people were willing to actually volunteer without much pay, just really facilitations for their movements, but mm. they were willing to volunteer to be a part of the 
of the clubs where we go to slum communities and, and to schools. In this case, it was mainly Gaza and Gaza High School and Clark Junior School, where we would teach them a few things about nutrition from the, from the video that we made. So that was the first lot. And after the first lot left, um, those who are still in university, we still made a decision as since a team to go back to the university because we learned that generosity is actually a culture and it's not always about giving money, but it's also about having people know the needs that are out there and from within themselves is where they decide that I actually want to be a part of seeing how I can help people to get better. Mm -hmm. And in this case, for the students, of course, we wouldn't limit them to resources, but would be mm -hmm. like this. This is what is out there in the communities, but we have the power of knowledge. We have uh, our skills that we are getting here. Is that way how we can design customized messages that would be suitable and interesting for children? So we got another set of about 10, 10 to 12 students in following year, that was last year, I think, to also come together and sit and see how can they, how can they come up with some, some information or what are some of their experiences from their internship that they have learned that we can try and really customize this, these messages and make it relevant to different communities in Uganda. Wow. That is really wonderful, Rita. So sometimes we, we get a lot of um, impression that sometimes people think generosity is only for a certain age group of people or the older people who seem, who may be seen to have a lot in uh, a lot of things. In your opinion, what would you tell people your age, other fellow young people to, you know, about generosity? What can they, uh, what are your last remarks for them to be cautious and be intentional about their generosity? For me, I believe that you can never lack everything in life. At least if you can walk, you can breathe, you can see you. As long as you have something, you can still use that something to be a blessing to someone. And I don't think that generosity is only for those that are well off, those that have grown so old and have achieved it all. No, I don't think so because I'm reminded of how much, sorry to refer to this, but I'm reminded of how much Christ gave for us. You know, he gave himself and not just the things that we sometimes may uh, run to maybe you may need help with something but i may not be able to meet you financially but i have given you my time and listened to you and maybe contacted someone who may be of help or if i haven't maybe listened to you maybe i have met your needs financially maybe i have offered you food I may not offer you where to sleep, but at least I've offered you some food, you know. So you can never lack that you cannot give. Even the little that you have can always be shared. Even if it's just a little, it can bless someone because there is someone out there who doesn't have what you have. 
So if you stay completely with what you have without sharing it with someone, then what about when you also need what they have? It will be sad that we all retain what we have and are not mm. able to share it. Mm. Because if we all choose to retain what we have, then I don't think the world would be a better place. I don't think the world will be as it is. So I believe just a little, just a little of what you have is good enough for someone who may not have what you have. Very, very true. Thank you so much, Sonia. And it's so true. There is no such thing as too little. Rita, would you like to share? I, I agree with both of you. There is nothing like too little. And actually, generosity starts from the simplest things. First, I actually define generosity as thinking beyond yourself and reaching out to others. So thinking beyond yourself in a way that if your neighbor is not happy, something as simple as finding out what is wrong, how can I help you, how can I make you better, is already an act of generosity. Because you're trying to see what is it that I have that can make you as happy as I am probably right now and not sad. And it's just those simple things that actually make the whole world a better place. And so I, I look at generosity as just that culture of, of being less selfish and being more uh, selfless and considerate and sensitive about what is happening in the environment to bring life back to people through, through whatever means you have. So in, with that in mind, generosity can start in the, at any age, from a young child sharing uh, their break snack with their neighbor because they realize that the neighbor didn't come with a meal, that's already an act of generosity. And okay. it goes on as you grow up to different experiences. But the thing is, generosity is a culture. So it's something that has to be cultivated from, I would say it should be cultivated from a young age as you grow up, because that's really the only way how we try and we make our environment or our, in our surroundings a better place. And I also believe that generosity is a way of how to bring us out of the bondage of, of poverty, because through generosity, you're able to see what is it that I, that I have. You're, you're more conscious of what is it that I have that I can offer than, what, than being enclosed in what is it that I do not have and be swallowed up in it. So when you find yourself realizing what you have, it's a form of empowerment to see how, how you can use what you have to become better. And in becoming better, you, you can also reach out to someone and make them better. I'll use an example of one of our SIMSA clubs that we did in Clark Junior School. A very, very humbling experience was really when we, we did the, the club with the children. And from, I don't know if it was just from the students or together with the teachers, but from them, they, they were like, uh, is there a way how we can also share what we have learned with maybe a school out there that does not know about this? That was really humbling. At that time, we were a little bit constrained with resources and weren't able to bring those children's hope or desire to share even just the materials. In, at the mind, in, in mind, they had a book that can summarize all the lessons we are giving to share with another, with another uh, school. 
that was very humbling. These are children who are already thinking beyond themselves to see how can it help someone else. That is already wow. a culture of diversity. So uh, that is something that we also want to promote as Sinza from a young age, from a, from a, as, as early as you can learn it. How can you think beyond yourself, be empowered and think beyond yourself to see how can I help my neighbor to be better if they are not fine. That's generosity to, to me. That is absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much, Rita and Sonia. Thank you so much and a big uh, celebration to the Sinza clubs and the Sinza project for what it is doing to empower the young people through nutrition. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you too. And a big thank you to to the to Konesha and Sipon for the funding that we received. I'll just take advantage of this moment to thank you as well. From the from the funding that we have received, like I told you, we had uh, one of the child some of the children wanted a book that they could share. So it was also partially something that we are trying to pursue on how can we increase on the products we make beyond the videos to also books to increase the reach. And with this funding that we have got, we have been able to get more, we have been able to produce books that we want to distribute to schools, to a couple of schools. Uh, a certain portion, at least more than half of it, is going to go to schools that have libraries to include both private and public schools that have libraries and that also have health clubs because we believe so much that this information is not very practical or it doesn't add so much value if you just read it like a textbook. It adds better value if you engage in activities. Like in our Sinza clubs, we, uh, we do a lesson and we have some practical activities like let's say kitchen, we can do a, a small gardening activity, pot gardening, and you get to understand where the food comes. Food does not come from the supermarket, it actually comes from the soil. So you get to appreciate, uh, we teach them about nutrition, about as they're watching the plants growing, as you're watering it, they get to also appreciate that your feeding is about how what you're feeding your plant with or what you're feeding yourself with. And uh, we have already seen some results of, of that. Like in Clark Junior School where we were, the, the teachers have actually given feedback that the children have had have changed their 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 feeding they're more conscious about their feed, the feeding lifestyle because we taught them about the plate guide and now they know, oh, I don't have a fruit serving, oh, I don't have a vegetable serving. And it's just something as small as that. So when it's documented in such books, we're also mm. able to have a larger reach beyond maybe people who don't have TVs, but at least we want to start with those that have health clubs that there's a teacher who really, or even a, a SINSA member who can take them through the lesson and have them get the whole package and be empowered really to, to make practical changes in their lifestyle. So we're so grateful to Quenisha that has enabled us to take this first step, this first step in this direction. What we have agreed on is to have half of the books to be given to these schools in, with the libraries and the other half We'll probably sell it so that we'll be, we'll be able to make more copies and have a larger reach to more people. So we really appreciate the, fun, the foundation and the group as a whole. And thank you very much, Elizabeth, for the continuous support. 
You're very welcome, Rita and Sonia. And uh, we absolutely wish you all the best. And we can't wait to read the Sinza books and to watch the Sinza video on your YouTube channels, I believe. Thank you so much. Thank you too.